I have a very simple question for you. Are you ready for God's word? Come on now. Are you ready for God's word? Amen. 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 Well, um, I have a message I want to share with you today. And, and before I get into it, I just, I just kind of want to warn you a little bit. I want you to listen to me and hear my heart. This message today, at first glance, if you're not careful, at first glance, it can seem intimidating. Not only can it seem intimidating, it can also seem a little bit heavy and overwhelming at first glance. Because I want you to know that whenever you feel those ways, it could be that the enemy is trying to distort God's message for your life. Because God's message and God's word is meant to uplift. It's meant to encourage. Do you realize that even God's correction is meant to bless you? The Bible says that God corrects every son and daughter that he loves. And so when a father, a good father like God, when he corrects, when he encourages, when he gets us back on track, he's saying it's because I have better for you. Come on. How many of us know God's way is better? God's way is better. Amen. And so I just want to encourage you right from the beginning that this message could be viewed like, oh my goodness, why did I come today? This seems so heavy. This seems so, so, um, just frightening even. Today we're going to talk about end times and the end time battle that is heating up. It's heating up all around us. But can I tell you, God's word desires for us to be prepared. Come on, how many of us would hate to find ourselves in a situation like I said last week? Remember, I was unsuspecting. I was in a brand new high school. I looked like I just stepped off the state, uh, off the set of Saved by the Bell. Remember all the colors and, and I'd walk into a, a high school that was very, uh, gang oriented and I walked down a, uh, a hallway where there were, there was no supervision and I got jumped. Six guys beat me up. You know, I tried to defend myself. But I learned something valuable. I'd rather be ready than unaware. Amen. How many of you know that the enemy wants to catch you unaware? He wants to overwhelm you when you're unprepared. But God's word says, I've told you. Jesus, as a matter of fact, uses those words with his disciples. Don't you see that I'm warning you ahead of time? But you know what's so interesting? Many times we take Jesus' warning and we put it aside because we think, oh, this is heavy. This is kind of, this is hard. I just want the good stuff. Well, can I tell you, you cannot be the champion you were called to be eating cupcakes all day long. That's the truth. If you eat cupcakes all day long, you're not going to have that, that champion physique and physiology that you're going to need to overcome. And so Jesus gives us in the New Testament three amazing passages that I'm going to spend my time on. They're, they're end time passages. One is found in the book of 2 Thessalonians. That's, uh, you said, I thought Jesus gave it. That's Paul's writing. Do you realize that Jesus inspired all of Paul's writings through the power of the Holy Spirit? So you have Thessalonians passage. You have Jesus' passage in Matthew 24. And then 1 John chapter 2 and 1 John chapter 4. So we're going to go through these passages and, and break it down. And, and can I tell you, um, I can remember being a kid and hearing end time prophecy because that was back when preachers liked to preach the whole truth. Amen? Amen. Amen. Nowadays, some pastors are asked, why don't you preach the old truth? Well, I don't want to preach anything hard. Get off of that. Preach the Bible. Amen. Preach the whole counsel of God. And I can remember when the whole counsel of God would be, and they would find different creative ways to tell us about end time prophecy. And literally, um, well, I'll tell you in a second. I can remember it was back when they had before VHS, come on, before DVDs, before Netflix, you had to order these reels and the movie would come in a reel and you would put it on the projector and you would feed it through it and go, you know what I'm talking about? And then they would put this, this, this 
video and they would invite everybody to come see end time prophecy, you know, and they would show these, all these things that were going to happen. And I'll never, I, I'll never forget the image that, that is ingrained in my mind. I don't remember hardly anything else of the film, but I remember the little boy carrying the balloon and then they show the guillotine and then they show the balloon go into the air. You know, the worst films are the ones that let your imagination do the work. And literally, I think what they were trying to do is to scare the hell out of us. Some of you are going, oh my gosh, he just swore. He, I think he just swore. No, that's not swearing when I say they were trying to scare hell out of us so that we wouldn't go to hell. You say, is that biblical? The Bible says that the fear of judgment will save many of us. Come on. Now, some of us won't be saved by how good it's going to be. We're going to be saved because we don't want to experience how bad it could be. <laughs> Amen? And so, so sometimes you need to face prophecy. I mean, you need to just face it. And let it do its work in you because all of God's word wants to show you a better way. A better way. And so let's get into it today. I've warned you enough. Amen? And these three passages have four points in common. Point number one, the battle will and is intensifying. That's point number one. Point number two is beware of deception. You're going to see each one of the three passages has these points. The battle is intensifying. Beware of deception. Number three, the Antichrist is at work. The spirit of Antichrist is at work. And stand firm. Four basic components of each of the three passages. And we're just going to unpack that here today. Come on. Number one, the battle will and is intensifying. Come on, how many of you know that the closer you get to the goal, the stronger the defense becomes? You know, if you've ever played basketball, chances are if you're completely out of the play, nobody cares. If you've ever played football and the goal line is over that way and you run the opposite way, nobody's going to care. So if you're saying, I don't feel any intensity So if you're saying, no one's guarding me, I feel nothing from the enemy. The goal is Jesus Christ. The goal is marching heavenward. Maybe you're heading in the, can I get an amen? Oh, I don't know if I like that. He just said, I may not be saved, Martha. No, I didn't say it, but the Bible's going to do a good job saying it in a minute. Because the truth of the matter is, there's a goal. And the goal to this life is to receive Jesus Christ and to live forever with Him in heaven. And someday He's returning. Amen? No, listen. He is returning. Now, I talked to my son about my message and, and I said, hey, babe, uh, hey, mijo, how do I get, you know, people to really receive, you know, and we were talking about the plight of a pastor, you know, trying to get a hard message across. And my son is brilliant. He's a good, he just understands people. And he says, you know, dad, I think most people, they hear you talk about the battle, but the truth is we're so caught up in the here and now and what we see, feel, taste in our normal to everyday lives that they just forget the moment they walk out the door. And those that don't forget want to forget because we hate change. Change is scary. Change is coming. It's upon us. And we need to face it. Because Jesus Christ is returning. And I believe it's going to be our generation. If not mine my children's generation that will receive him. And so we need to be prepared that you can see it all around us. The battle is intensifying. Read with me what Paul says to the Thessalonican church because Paul addresses the church. Jesus addresses what? All of us. And John addresses the individual believer. Now we'll see this. Uh, don't let anyone deceive you. Can I tell you, as the battle intensifies, there'll be more and more deception. 
Isn't it funny how Paul, straight out the shoot, straight out the bat, he says, don't let anyone deceive you. He could have started anywhere, but he starts with that. Why? Because as the battle rages and it gets closer and closer to the goal, right? The goal is Jesus coming back. The enemy is going to start pressing harder and harder and harder, trying to keep us from that. Well, you can't, he can't keep Jesus from returning, but he can keep you from knowing him. Isn't that the truth? And so watch this. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way. For that day will not come until the rebellion occurs. Now, what were the four points? The four points is it's intensifying. Don't be deceived. Spirit of Antichrist, stand firm. Why the stand firm? You're going to see every one of these writers says stand firm, stand firm, because there will be a falling away. You cannot fall away from something you weren't close to. So you're going to see Jesus is even going to talk about falling away. John's going to talk about leaving the faith. Not, and so I believe it's those that have, that believe in their own heart they're saved, but have not allowed the Holy Spirit to bring about change. And so he's talking about a falling away that will take place. Watch. That day will not come. So he's giving you an order of events. Until the falling away comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed. Who is the man of lawlessness? The Antichrist. Till the Antichrist is revealed. But before his revealing, there will be a what? There will be a falling away. So watch what the passage is describing here. Watch. The battle will intensify There will be deception. Make sure you're not deceived. The Antichrist spirit will be at work preparing the way for the Antichrist. And as that spirit works, many will fall away. Therefore, stand firm. That's it in a nutshell. You can go home. No, 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 no. Stay with me. Watch. Watch. That man of lawlessness is revealed. The man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped so that he sets himself up in God's temple proclaiming himself to be God. Ooh, this is the spirit of Antichrist wanting to take God's place. Do you realize that's the exact same attitude we incur and we found in, in, in Isaiah and Ezekiel when they were describing the fall of Lucifer? Remember the I am statements of Isaiah where where Lucifer said, I will exalt myself. I will take God's place. I will be on the mountain of the most high. I will, I will, I will. Can Can I tell you something? That as the battle intensifies, that attitude, that evil, demonic, antichrist attitude will grow and grow and grow because the spirit of antichrist will move it and move it and move it forward. And in fact, you'll see next week and the week after where Paul talks about specific markers that show the end time is upon us, there are three specific I will attitudes that will be at play on the earth. And they are at play right now. I will receive worship. Proclaiming himself to be God. Verse 5. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you about these things? And now you know what is holding him back so that he may be revealed at the proper time. At the proper time. Oh, I wish I had, I wish I had time to teach you everything. But, but, but let's just keep going with this. Verse seven, for the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who holds it back, the one who holds it back will continue to do so until who? Until he is taken out of the way. There is a there is a who and a he that is holding back this evil spirit and demonic force that will culminate with the revealing of an antichrist? Yes! Who is that? Some have said it's the archangel Michael. Wrong. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. We are called to be salt and light. Light, 
What keeps darkness from advancing? Salt preserves a decaying society. Salt, that is the power of the Holy Spirit. When did the Spirit come to this earth and begin to manifest its power in the current way in which it now moves? It happened at the day of Pentecost. When was the day of Pentecost? Roughly 40 days after Jesus Christ was resurrected. Jesus Christ, before he ascended, said this to his disciples. Go to Jerusalem and wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit, which I have promised you. And you will receive power. Verse 8 of chapter 1 of Acts. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my what? Witnesses. Why? Because Jesus Christ himself said in Matthew 24, verse 14 and 15, And this gospel shall be preached in all the earth as a testimony to me. You will be a witness to me in all the earth, and then the end will come. Go ye therefore and make disciples of what? All nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything I have taught you and commanded you. And lo, I will be with you to the very end of the age. How does the age end? It ends the same way it started. The Holy Spirit comes down and indwells his church. Where does the Holy Spirit live today? Inside each and every Christian. Inside each and every Christian. That is the promise of God's word. If you have not the Holy Spirit, the apostle Paul says in the book of Romans, if you have not the Holy Spirit, you do not belong to him. For the Holy Spirit is your seal to the, of the day of the redemption. He seals you. He marks you. He's your helper. He's the one that you receive when you say, Lord, I open up my life to you. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? I'm preaching the gospel. That's the gospel. Say, I need you, Lord. I need you. And I receive you. Why is this important? Because the Holy Spirit is going to be removed, allowing the Antichrist to have his way. You go, how do you remove the Holy Spirit if he's inside of us? Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Some have not connected the dots yet because you're looking at me like, how does that happen? You're going to be raptured if you're a true Christian. You're going to be taken out of this world. You're going to be, you're going to be harpazoed. You're going to be raptured in an instant. You'll be removed from this earth. Do you realize that there's already soft disclosure taking place on the enemy's side for all of this? What is a soft disclosure? Disclosure is when you just come out with the truth and let people know. It has to be soft because many people would freak out if the enemy just told them their plan. But he's doing it through the media. He's doing it through his PR firm, uh, Hollywood, he's doing it through all of these different avenues. And he's already disclosing the idea of a celestial event. Vibrations from the universe that will take place. And if you're not resonating at a certain frequency, if you are intolerant and believe that there's only one way, then you could be what? Removed from the planet before the age of Aquarius or the new age begins. Oh yeah, it's going to be a new age, all right. An age I don't want to be around for. Thank you very much, I will be removed. The Holy Spirit has told us that he will, watch, 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 watch. I don't, I'm not going to have enough time, I need to hurry. Y'all need to listen quicker. Listen faster, okay? Here we go. Here we go, verse 9. Uh, verse 8. Verse 7. <laughs> For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who holds it back will continue to do so until he is taken out of the way when the church is raptured, right? And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. How does Satan work? He lies. He lies. Watch this. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve his lie. 
and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie. So what is Paul saying here? He's saying there's going to be some that just want to believe the lie and God's going to say, okay, I'm going to help you believe that lie. You don't want that kind of help from God. You don't. You want to get right now. But I want you to notice how big truth is. Jesus is going to destroy this evil enemy. It's not even going to be a fight. How is he going to destroy him? Breath of his mouth. What is the breath of his mouth? The word of God. With his word, with his speaking. Can I tell you, this is powerful. This is the breath of God right here. Every word the apostles said, every word that is in this book is God breathed. It is the breath of God. And this is what he says. He says, when you believe that truth, it's the power to be saved and to overcome this antichrist. Notice it's right there. Watch this. You can believe the lie or you can believe the truth. And then he, he, verse 12, and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the what? Truth, but have delighted in wickedness. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the who? The Holy Spirit through belief in the... How are you saved? You believe in God's gospel that Jesus Christ came to this earth, that he was the son of God, born in the flesh. He died on the cross for your sins. And when you receive that sanctifying, atoning work of salvation, the Holy Spirit comes into you, seals the deal, and you're on your way, baby. You're on your way. But keep saying, stay with me on this because it's intensifying. Now watch, drop down. To verse 15. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm. Hold fast to the teachings. The teachings that he has just been telling them about. So number two, beware of deception. It's everywhere. How many times did Paul say, don't be deceived. The enemy's going to come and he's going to work signs and wonders according to the way he operates. How does he operate? As a liar. As a liar. That's how he operates. Now... Do you realize that as we get closer and closer to the truth, there's going to be more and more information coming out, but you're not going to know what to believe. We know this because the, the, the prophet Daniel tells us that as we get closer and closer to the truth, there will be an increase of knowledge. Isn't there an increase of knowledge today? We have more knowledge today than ever before, but what can you trust? There's a new phenomenon taking place. It's called fake news. I thought news was supposed to be true. Can you trust the news cycle? Is there anyone here that we need to pray for who trusts the news? I mean, can you really trust the news? No. Why? Because there's going to be greater and greater deception. Stay with me on this. Stay with me. Watch what Jesus says. This is our Lord and Savior. So they ask him, tell us about the end of the age. Now he sat down at the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, Lord, when will these things take place? And what will be the sign of your coming? What will be the end of the age? Okay, we're talking about an end of the age. The age started, what? The church age started with the coming of the Holy Spirit. Paul said the age will end with the removing of the Holy Spirit. And what? The Antichrist stepping onto the stage. Jesus Christ returning, defeating the Antichrist. That will all take place very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. And so they're asking him, tell us about it. Watch how he comes right out at it. What would you think Jesus would say first off? Well, I'm going to come this way. Watch what he says. Take heed that no one deceives you. Isn't that the same way Paul started? Why? Because the battle will intensify and it will be all about deception. All about deception. I want you to think about 
Could you trust anything that was coming out during 2020 about this whole virus thing? I don't care where you stood. I don't care what you did. I just want you to at least acknowledge the fact that there was so much double talk. Drove us all nuts. That's just the beginning. It's intensifying. Why? Because the enemy works. How? According to his nature. And he's a liar. He's going to lie and try to confuse the issue. He's going to try to confuse it so much. Watch. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it when we talk about Antichrist in just a second. Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And I and will deceive many. Then many false prophets will, will rise up and deceive many. How many times do you hear the word many? Many will be deceived. Many will rise up. Many will fall away. Many. Same thing Paul said, right? The Antichrist will not be revealed until the what? The falling away happens. Jesus is saying the exact same thing. Listen to me, gentlemen. Listen to me. Some of you are dozing off. Hey, this is serious. Some of you are thinking, oh man, you know what? I don't know if I like this. I don't get over it. It's God's word. It's God's word. Other preachers don't preach about. We're going to preach the full counsel of God. There's three different passages that describe what's about to happen. We need to make sure we're not deceived. Watch. Watch what he says. Many false prophets will come, will rise up to deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, Remember, the lawless one will come, but the spirit of lawlessness, the spirit of Antichrist will be at work first. Lawlessness will abound and the love of many will grow cold. Come on. The signs are on every television. What happened during 2020 when the riots took place? They tried to tell us that lawlessness was okay. Look, as a minority, I can tell you, Even if you do oppress me, there's no reason for me to oppress you and call it right. Two wrongs don't make a right. And they tried to tell us over and over and over that burning stuff down, destroying people's livelihood, beating people in the street, shooting people in the street, doing all this nonsense was right. It was what it is. Lawlessness. A spirit of lawlessness on full display before each and every one of us. And if you read your word, you would be going, holy Lord, it's right there. There's going to be an increase of it. And many love will grow cold. Now watch, Jesus is talking about the falling away. How do I know this? Because the word love is agape. There's four different forms of the word love in the Greek. The word agape is reserved for God's love between him and his church. So are you telling me that there are some that are truly saved that will lose their love? There are some that are hanging out with the truly saved that will fall away. And the church will be purified. You go, but how do I know if that's me? We've got to fight against the spirit of Antichrist. Watch what he says. Verse 13. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Well, how do I endure to the end? I already gave you the answer. You receive the truth and you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to hold on. It's the spirit of God that holds on for you. If it was up to me, I'd let go. Thank goodness God is stronger than me. He holds me. Watch. Keep reading. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ. There is the Christ. Do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise showing great signs and wonders. There's that signs and wonders again. How? Why are they showing signs and wonders? What did Paul say? To lie. Right? What does Jesus say? To deceive. It's right there. To deceive. If possible, even the very elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. So watch what he's saying. It's going to intensify. There's going to be deception. This lawlessness, 
according to Jesus or according to Paul, says what? The lawless one and the spirit of lawlessness will be operating in order to deceive. And many will be deceived. Paul said many will fall away, but you need to stand firm to the end. If it were possible, even the elect are going to be shaken. Okay, you got my attention, pastor. Now what? The spirit of Antichrist. Three distinctions about the spirit of Antichrist. There are many Antichrists. Jesus talked about it and history has shown us. Many Antichrists will show up. Many have already shown up. People claiming to be Christ and they're puppets of the enemy designed to distract people and and lead them astray. That is overseen by a spirit of Antichrist that introduces this attitude and works its its, uh, influence on the earth. It's a spirit. Number three, the ultimate Antichrist will be at the end, the climax, the end of the age. And that's the individual that Satan will empower personally so that he can usurp God's power. You say, well, how do you usurp God? He, you can't. You can't. But, but listen to me on this, because we're almost done. Antichrist in the Greek has two distinct meanings. Anti meaning against and instead of. So the way this spirit moves is it comes against Jesus Christ and tries to replace Jesus Christ. But before you can replace something, you have to what? Deny it. So the spirit of Antichrist will deny Christ and move in this way. Now read with me what John has to say. We're building towards the end. We've covered Paul. We've covered Jesus. Now we're talking about what John says. He's in the same vein as the others because the Holy Spirit leads all of God's word. Dear children, this is the last hour And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. What is John talking about? The same thing Jesus was talking about. The same thing Paul was talking about. Paul said what? Until the rebellion or the falling away takes place. Jesus says many, many will fall away. Many will lose their love. John is saying many will go out from us because they didn't really what? Belong. Now in case you're here going, oh my goodness. How do I know if I'm? That's a good question. A wise man once said, check yourself before you wreck yourself. (laughs) I'm not really quoting Ice Cube. I'm quoting John and Paul that said, test and see if you're in the faith. Does your belief that you hold deep in your heart line up with God's word? Because this is the spirit of Antichrist. Watch. For if they belonged to us, they they would have remained in us. But their going showed that none of them truly belonged to us. But you have been anointed by the Holy Spirit. And all of you have known the truth. I do not write to you because um, you do not know the truth. But because you know it. And because no lie comes from this truth. He who is a liar. Who is the liar? The enemy. Whoever denies Christ Whoever denies Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. You want to know the spirit of Antichrist and how it's being revealed today? It's New Ageism. Listen to me. New Ageism, and it's all around us. What is New Ageism? New Ageism is saying things like this. You know what? Christ wasn't the Savior of the world. It is the universal Christ spirit that he tapped into. And the universal Christ spirit is in each and every one of us. And if we tap into that universal Christ spirit, then we can reach a higher level of enlightenment. And in reaching a higher level of enlightenment, we rise up and we go from what? 
from life to life, being reincarnated, becoming more and more godlike, so that we can what? Join the universal consciousness in perfect harmony. That's the spirit of Antichrist. How do I know? Because John says it. Anyone who does not believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, come in the flesh, that He died on a cross for your sins. You go, oh, Pastor, how big really is that? Oprah leads more than a million worshipers, and she openly says that Christ did not have to die, and there is no such thing as atonement, a covering of your sins on the cross. That Christ is no different than Buddha, Gandhi, or any other great person who has learned to unlock what? The peace and love and harmony with the universal consciousness and to be heightened in their enlightenment. That's what's being taught every single day. And if you don't believe Christ when he says many, a huge falling away, Many will leave from among us because they weren't really of us. Why do you think I openly proclaim there is one way to heaven? You know, in most circles, that wouldn't fly anymore. Do you realize the soft disclosure is already taking place? The soft disclosure is already being put out there. There is going to be a celestial cosmic event where the consciousness of our universe is vibrating at a certain frequency and we are all made of of molecules held together by sound vibration. That's been proven scientifically. It's called gluon. I'm throwing a lot at you and you're going, what in the world is pastor studying? God's word. God's word says he spoke and the universe leapt into existence. We move and breathe and have our being in his word. So when they say there's a, there's a vibration holding, it's God's word. But this is the soft disclosure. This is where they're already setting up for this rapture. When they say, I just told you, didn't I? They're saying that if you're not vibrating at this, at this universal consciousness of peace that, that is going to be necessary to enter into the age of Aquarius or the new age, then you're going to be removed from this planet. Because you have that vibration that doesn't line up with true universal peace. Why? Because you believe that there's only one way. That is so close-minded. Go on ahead, remove me. No, no, listen, listen, listen. He goes on to say, He goes on to say that is a lie from the devil. John in 8, in John 8, 45 says, the father of lies is the devil. He's been a liar from the beginning. What lie did he tell Eve in the beginning? Oh, God says not to eat from that tree because you will die. Watch it right there in Genesis. So what he told Eve. You will not surely die. You don't have to believe in Jesus to be saved. You won't surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat, your consciousness will be what? Awakened. Same stupid lie New Ageism is telling people today. You don't need God. Awaken the universal Christ consciousness in you. And when you do that, you will be enlightened. Now what he told Eve, you will know what God knows. You can be like God. That's what the New Agers believe. If you reach the higher levels, you can actually, what, be, transcend your current consciousness into the universal consciousness in which you are like God. You say, oh man, pastor, is that true? No, it's not true. That's the lie. He's been a liar from the beginning. He's been telling the same crazy lie over and over and over. So I'm going to drop down and we're going to finish with this. John says this. As he's finishing up this whole talk on Antichrist. Stay with me. Beloved, 
Do not believe every spirit, but test each spirit to see if it's true. Whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone into the world, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is already at work in the world. But I tell you this, little children, you have overcome. For greater is he who is within you than he who is in the world. Greater is he who is within you than he who is in the world. This is where we finish. Listen to me closely, guys. The truth of Jesus Christ coming in the flesh, dying for your sins, and giving you access to salvation is the gospel message that overcomes any antichrist. Any antichrist. Anything. He's the one that gives you eyes to see and ears to hear what is truly happening. You say, okay, pastor, I'm ready. What do I do? It's very, very simple. You say, Lord Jesus, I believe your word. And you got to get rid of that spirit of antichrist that starts echoing inside of our heads these days by saying, but I just don't see how God can do this. I just don't see how God, to me, God is, to me, God is this. To me, if I were God, I would do it this way. I just don't see how a loving God could be this way. I just don't understand how, who cares? Now, can I just be straightforward with you? Who cares? Who are you? Who are you? Did you create me? Did you create yourself? Can you create anything? Can you bring about any real change or salvation to your own life? How about humbling ourselves before a mighty, awesome, great God and saying, Lord, if you said it, it is true. I believe it. I hang on to your word. I open up my heart and I receive the power of your Holy Spirit. Doesn't matter if I understand it. Doesn't matter if it makes sense to me. Doesn't matter if it agrees with everybody's been telling me for years and years and years. I am going to change my life to your word. Do you realize as I've changed my life to his word, it has radically, radically impacted me and has been the best thing ever. When I deny his word and I try it my way, I only suffer to come back to, okay, Lord, I'll do it your way. How about skip all the nonsense in between and just say, Lord, I'll do it your way. Amen? So you say, okay, pastor, what do I do? What do I do? Receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Make a determination today, today, irrevocable. I stand on your word, period. I don't care what this world has to say, and I definitely don't care what all the nonsense going out there and the self-disclosure and this and that. I stand on your word. If your word says it, it's true. It's true, period. Period. End of discussion. I'm irrevocably yours, God. Irrevocably yours. Number three. I actually need a, a number two, excuse me. I actually need to understand your word. Therefore, I need to open it up every day and feed on it. Feed on it. What do you mean by feed on it? I mean every day read it. How do you know if you don't read? Every day just get in his word. It's not a normal everyday book. I've been talking supernaturally. It will supernaturally change the way you think. You say, do I need to be changed in the way I think? If you live in this world, this world has gotten on you and in you and it works on you. And you need something supernatural to get rid of all that. And to keep you straightforward on what is true. Then you meditate. So you read God's word. First you accept Jesus. Then you read God's word. Then you meditate. What does it mean to meditate? It means as I read it all day long, I'm going to talk to you about what I read, Lord. All day long. I'm going to sit and I'm going to say, Lord, you said this. You said that the spirit of Antichrist will be one that denies you coming in the flesh. So when I hear that nonsense from the new age community, I realize that's Antichrist. I read the Proverbs and I read about how a man should live and how I should make decisions. And that's what I've 
feed on and I just concentrate on it, meditate. Number three, pray. Pray. Well, that would be number four. I'm confusing my whole thing, aren't I? Except Jesus, that's foundation. Number one, read God's word. Number two, what? Meditate. Number three, pray. Number four, fast. Fasting and prayer go together. They asked Jesus, why don't your disciples pray? I mean, fast. And he said this, there's a day that is coming when my disciples will have to fast when I'm with the, with the father and the battle intensifies. But right now it's not time to fast. Can I tell you? He was talking about his 12. Who was he talking to about a time that was coming where we needed to fast? Us. So we're going to have a time of fasting leading into Easter, leading into Resurrection Sunday. And I want to invite you to join us in that. Hey, the battle's intensifying. What does fasting do? It strengthens you in the spiritual. So fasting is literally saying this. I usually take care of my physical body by eating and sustaining it. I'm going to suspend that for a season so that I can sustain myself and feed myself spiritually. So instead of having breakfast this morning, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to skip breakfast and feed on the word. Now I'm going to skip lunch. I'm going to pray and feed on the word. Now I'm going to skip what? Dinner. I'm going to pray and feed on the word. How long should I do this, pastor? We're going to do it for three weeks. There's several types of fasts you can do. I'm not going to tell you which one to do. I'm going to ask you to fast because it's go time. It's go time. It's go time. And when I read God's word about many will fall away, I don't think it's going to be me because I know whom I have believed in. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep me against that day. But there's some people that I'm going to be fasting and praying for. Because the greatest love of a Christian is to see others come to Christ. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, I still don't know what kind of fast I should do. I'm going to tell you very, very quickly. You can do a water fast or or just all food fast and only drink water. You can make it. Or you can do a Daniel fast where you give up all meats and you only, you only eat vegetables, basically. We'll give you more specific information as we get closer. But we're a week out, right? And you can go to our website and start downloading and understanding what we're going to do. You might say, Pastor, I can't do three weeks. Do one week. Do two weeks. Do every first Monday of the three weeks. Do... Breakfast and lunch of every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I don't know, whatever the Holy Spirit puts on your heart, but this is what I want you to know, that as the battle intensifies and more deception takes place and the Antichrist spirit is revealed and moving, to stand firm, you're going to have to build yourself up in the spirit. You say, but how do I build myself up in the spirit? Jesus said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. What he was really saying is some of us are too fleshly. We're too fleshly. We don't know how to hear the spirit. We don't know how to stand and we're out of shape in the spiritual realm. How do you get in shape in the spiritual realm? Read, meditate, pray, fast. And when you fast and do the other three in connection with fasting, man, you're going to see giant leaps in the spiritual walk. Giant leaps. I love you, church. Before we go any further, I want to ask you a very, very, very important question. You may be here today and you might be saying to yourself, Pastor, I sense the Holy Spirit telling me it's time to stop dating Jesus and marry him. Today, I want to marry Jesus. Today, irrevocably, I want to open up my life, confess him as Lord, and receive him as my Savior. 
I sense the Holy Spirit saying he wants to seal me for eternity. And I want to make that decision today. Would you raise your hand? I see your hands. I see your hand, brother. I see your hand, young man. Right here. I see your hands right up here on the front row. Back here. Praise the Lord. Come on, give him a hand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is what we're going to do. We're going to pray to receive Christ. And then we're going to partake of communion. Father in heaven, thank you for this day. Would you repeat after me? Thank you for this day. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, take full control. I am irrevocably yours. Holy Spirit, seal me, guide me, lead me. I receive the forgiveness of my sin. And I confess with my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That He came to this earth. That He died for my sins. That I might be saved. Lord Jesus, I'll never be the same. In your name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, would you join us as the family of God? This represents the body that was broken on Calvary and the blood that was shed. As we partake as a family, we celebrate his soon coming. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name. Church, I love you. Have a great, great week.